This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 228. Hey there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthier, plant-based lifestyle. I am one of your hosts, Vicki. And this is Larissa. In this episode of the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, we're going to talk about fermented tea, commonly called kombucha. We're going to talk about... <laughs> it makes me giggle. Kombucha. kombucha. It's like aquafaba. Aquafaba. Today's password is aquafaba. <laughs> hey. Oh, no. You can't do that. I was going to say, maybe our Facebook closed group, what's the secret password? Aquafaba. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about possible benefits of kombucha and a store-bought versus homemade and how to make your own if you want to do that, plus some input from the... Peas and Carrot Society, what up, guys? <laughs> the Peas and Carrot Society, which is our closed Facebook group that is about, what, 1,600 people now? It's closer to 1,700. Ooh, wow. We get Crazy. so many requests every day. This group always has the most helpful hints, and they give us a lot of ideas for these episodes. Like so, this one. Like this one, exactly. <laughs> but before we get into our episode, we have a new rating. Yay. We do. Now, this is exciting. I love, uh, of course, I love all of our, our reviews and our ratings from all of our listeners everywhere, but it's always exciting when we have one from our friendly neighbors to the north in Canada. So this one is from T.TooHot in Canada. And it's uh, so happy I found them, they say. Okay, so I recently decided to go vegetarian and was looking for an informative and down-to-earth podcast to help with my transition. I love books and the wealth of knowledge on the web, but seriously, life is crazy busy and who has time to Google things all day long to learn? I love Googling things, but they're right, right? Who has time? Exactly. So... I'm happy to say I found what I was hoping for. Lovely hosts with a great sense of humor. Yes, Canadian spelling, LOL. That's H-U-M-O-U-R. O-U-R. <laughs> uh, who have some very practical tips and personal anecdotes that are presented in a way that is not just informative, but also entertaining. I love their whole vibe of no judgment, since it is when we have positive, uplifting support that we can all truly be our best. Keep up the great work, ladies. That's awesome. Thank you so thank much. You. And thank you so much for, well, first of all, thank you so much for taking the time to go out to iTunes and leave us our rating because it does help people find us, which is awesome. Uh, but thank you also for pointing out the no, no judgment vibe, because this is really the reason that we started this podcast, we had gone out there, found a lot of great resources, and not all of them are judgy, but we did find that there was some, as soon as someone messed up or or was perceived to have messed up, mm-hmm. like maybe they were trying a plant-based diet and then went out to a restaurant and had some steak or mm-hmm. something, can really get pounded on. I mean, really yeah. jumped on. And I, I did not agree with that type of vibe because I don't think that that's the way you invite folks to have an open mind about things. I right. think you just immediately shut people off. So this is this is uh, what we strive to do. So thank you so much for pointing that out. All right, ready to get into the main topic. Okay, let's do it. So as you mentioned earlier, this topic was inspired by a post in the Peas and Carrots Society. Uh, now, okay, I don't know if it's Xavier or Javier. It uh, depends, I guess, on where your what what your heritage is, is whether it's Xavier or Javier. But uh, 
uh, Giles, Xavier Javier Giles posted in the group, uh, does anyone drink or make kombucha? If so, what are your thoughts? And of course, we got a lot of response from uh, the group. And we'll talk about some of their what they shared in a bit. But first of all, let's just kind of go over what what exactly is this stuff, and which I don't like, by the way, surprise, surprise. Well, I had it you pointed out that I have had it before I bought some store bought from Whole Foods. Whole Foods yeah. And I don't, I don't recall just loving it. But I it was okay. Yeah. Um, but essentially, it is a fermented drink made from black tea, yeast, and sugar. Right. And it, you know, okay, so here's the, here's the thing. It's got a lot of purported health benefits. Uh, one, uh, and we'll, we'll kind of read off what they say, it's proponents say that it does. Uh, one big caveat about all of these so-called benefits is that there is little to no scientific evidence that I could see for any of them. Uh, you know, and we're not medical professionals. We're not scientists here. We don't, uh, we don't test all the stuff. We just kind of do the research and, and talk about what we find. And I really did find a lot of t- uh, discussion on websites that I trust, you know, health websites that I trust that really said, you know, it's not that it's potentially, it's, it's not that it's horrible, uh, but it's, it's not all that it, they say it is. Okay, so with that in mind, here are some of the things that uh, the proponents of kombucha kind of say that it does. Uh, aids in digestion, rids the body of toxins, boosts energy, boosts the immune system, helps with weight loss, and uh, prevents high blood pressure, heart disease, and cancer. You know, and I should say, a lot of these points that you just uh, pointed out, (laughs) that you just stated, you hear with fermented foods, period. Right, right. So, something about the fermentation process, I'm not sure, you know, again, we tend to go with these, you hear all these fads, Kai berries and all this kind of stuff coming in. Uh, it could very well be one of those, but you know these are some of the some of the the points that are typically stated as being health benefits. Mm-hmm. But do your research though too. Right, right. Well, and you know with fermented foods, that's a good point. Um, the the fact that the the things that they say about digestion has to do with the fact that ferment fermentation creates uh, probiotics, the, the, the good bacteria um, that is supposed to help your gut with digestion. And so and that's loss. and weight loss. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, so I, you know, it's not to say that these things are all wrong or made up or, or whatever to sell, you know, store-bought kombucha, but you just have to kind of be, uh, be mindful of what you're looking at. And, um, that kind of will lead us to the next point is that yes, it, it does contain probiotics, mm-hmm. which is good. Um, you know, we, we take a supplement just to the capsule probiotics, but they're and they're good for you. And it does contain some B vitamins. So that's good. But the thing is that it can also contain high amounts of sugar, particularly if you're buying the pre-made, you know, from the store, there are lots and lots of brands because it's, it's like a big thing these days, you know, brands, new brands have been popping up everywhere. 
And so you really some, some, but some of the brands, the thing is, because kombucha is naturally kind of sour, tart, kind of, you know, vinegary, almost tasting a lot of or, or some of the brands will add uh, sweeteners like stevia or sugar, or they'll add fruit juice to cut some of that sourness. But of course, that can really, really boost that sugar content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also, uh, because it's made with black tea, it does contain caffeine. And again, it varies from brand to brand how much caffeine you're getting. You know, and then if you make your own, you, uh, I, I suppose you could control that somewhat by what kind of uh, black tea you use. I don't know. Okay, so let's get into talking about some brands. Now, when you buy pre-made kombucha, read the label. As we always say with everything, read the label because there's a lot of brands that are well-known for putting things that are just going to entice you to look past and just go, oh, well, this must be healthy. I'm getting it from Whole Foods. (laughs) It must be healthy. Exactly. So uh, make sure you're reading the label. So one of the things you want to look for, as Larissa mentioned, and I do recall when I had the store-bought tea that Mm -hmm. that I got, uh, it did, it was very sweet. Yeah. It was like sweet tea. So check for the sugar content and you're going to find that some have lower sugar content, like eight grams or less per serving, but some that have a ton, like up to 24, which is Mm -hmm. soda. Right. (laughs) You know, that's a lot. Exactly. Uh, Also, if it says pasteurized, don't buy it. Pasteurization kills the good bacteria, which defeats the purpose of drinking the kombucha. Mm -hmm. So you want it to say raw. Um, Now, there's some of it will say and we'll we'll look at this um you wanted to say raw unfiltered but uh if you oh okay well let me let me do a couple things first you want to look for organic of course with no added preservatives flavors and colors any you know additives like that you also want to avoid anything that says kombucha drink because that not, means it's not 100% kombucha it's just mm-hmm. like you know like when you go in the in the juice aisle right and all the the kid the juices that the kids love say like grape juice drink which means it's like two percent grape juice which means it's soda essentially it, right it's close yeah without the carbonation mm-hmm. it's right. soda. uh and so the same thing goes for this you don't want it to say the word drink on it and then one more thing if you know how I learned that? Just a little mm-hmm. side note here. How I learned that was when I was, my one of my first jobs was at our local grocery store, which is H-E-B, and I was a cashier. And this was back in the mid-80s or so. I was a kid. So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, and we had to know, there was no scan, there weren't any scanners or mm-hmm. anything like that. We had to punch in the price. Everything had to have a price on it. You had to punch it in and we had to know whether it was taxable or non-taxable. If it was orange juice, it was not taxable, meaning yeah. that, right. Uh, right, but if it was an orange drink, it was considered taxable. Right, because it's like a soda kind that's of. That's right. Uh, huh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's how I learned that. And all these years later, you still remember it. <laughs> Through three wars and what? No. Oh, uh, yes. Never mind. <laughs> I'm going to be in trouble later. Yeah, yeah. All right. So one more thing uh, before we move on to some of the brands that the Peas and Carrots members uh, mentioned in their comments. Uh, so if it says not distilled on the bottle, it has a higher alcohol content. Now, because it's fermented, it, it naturally has alcohol. 
not um, i mean most kombucha that you not buy, like the kind i'm drinking now right <laughs> most kombucha that you buy in the store is not considered an alcoholic beverage uh, and you know when you make it yourself at home i suppose that you could make it to be that strength uh depending on how long you ferment it and and you know everything that way but if you say, if you look at it in the store uh, and it says not distilled, then it does have a slightly higher alcohol content. There's at least one brand out there that is actually classified an alcoholic beverage. And of course, you wouldn't find that in the produce section. You would find it with the beer and the wine and interesting. whatever. I didn't know that. And yeah, and it's, I think it's interesting because, you know, some parents are concerned about giving it to their children because of the alcohol in it. But for most, for most brands and most, you know, that you make at home, it's not significant to be of concern, you know, to, for giving it to kids. And I mean, you're not going to be giving it to them exclusively that that's the only thing they drink all the time ever. So, uh, you know, I don't think it's a concern. All right. So let's get into talking about some brands specific uh mm -hmm. some specific brands i guess <laughs> right uh, uh now these are ones that the peas and carrots yes. people liked and we're not going to go into a whole lot of detail about the brands themselves i will have links in the show notes to you know each of the brands uh websites yeah the point we're really trying to we're just really trying to give you guys some tested by mm -hmm. our group which right. i mean this group has been around for a while and they have solid recommendations mm -hmm. so let's get into some of that so first uh Trisha Contreras says, GT's Living Foods Kombucha. Mm -hmm. And we will have a link. And Ashley Gordon also said, so yummy. I've never made it. I've watched my husband's grandfather make it and freaked me out. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll find out why. Okay. Because it, it sounds kind of freaky. Um, all right. So so I just picture this laboratory with things like bubbling uh, out of well, these beakers and no, stuff. No, it's like weird weird like <laughs> somebody in the background slippery going, slimy <laughs> things <laughs> <laughs> all right so kevin our friend kevin hicks says that uh he's tried the live kombucha soda before and he said they taste pretty good they're rather expensive so it's just an occasional item and i did look uh there's a link that will be in the show notes under resources that uh kind of listed the sugar content and, or ranked the uh, 22 different uh, brands that are available in stores. And that one was one that was kind of higher in sugar than some of the other ones. I think it was 13.5 grams of sugar per bottle. So, and you know, I mean, some, some of the ones out there are, you can get with four grams of sugar a bottle up to eight, you know, those are better, of course. Uh, okay, so moving on, uh, Megan Morrow said that they ha oh they have a local kombucha brewery called Community Kombucha, and uh, she said that they're awesome, and her favorite flavors are hops and uh, ginger. So now, hey, we don't cool. have any local here. That we would don't have be anything here. Really cool. You know, <laughs> for being one of the largest cities in the United States, I think we're the eighth largest city Our in the United States. Coffee houses stink. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we don't, yeah. We, yeah, we just don't. Well, that would be really cool. You know what? It's starting to pick up, though. We're yeah. starting to get a little bit more yeah. hip. Hip. <laughs> hip. <laughs> okay. Uh, Katie Bow Bowman, Bowman says, I cannot live without Ginger Devotion by Catalyst Kombucha. I, well, that's what Catalyst with a K. Okay. I have a kombucha tap down the street and refill it, a growler of it every week. That is really cool. Uh -huh. 
Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Michelle Jones uh, says that Kavita Master Brew Kombucha is her favorite. And uh, okay, so that's that's some brands. Now let's talk about making your own. And from what I understand, it's really not that difficult. I mean, it's it can be a little intimidating, I think, from what I was reading. <laughs> uh, you know, from what I was... It's almost Halloween, you know? Okay. Uh, you know, from what I was reading, it, it looks like it could be a little intimidating. And then, of course, there's the factor of what if, like... What if I grow bad bacteria and like poison my whole family? That's kind of what I would be afraid yeah, of. Yeah, that's honestly. what you would be afraid of. Like I know, um, and then, uh, but I mean, the process itself is pretty basic. So we mentioned at the beginning, it's it's just a few ingredients. It's water, it's tea leaves, sugar. And then there's this really disgusting thing called. Sorry for anybody who makes this. I have newt. I have newt, yeah. <laughs> Toe of frog. Um, no, it's this thing called a SCOBY. It's that, and that stands for symbiotic colony of bacteria and yeast. Mm. Mm, yum. And it's it's kind of this rubbery layer of cellulose. Okay, and it's like it. I'm not going to say what it looks like, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> want to know? You know, you don't tell me after. Okay. Uh, yeah, but it's but that it, basically what it is is that's what uh, helps the the bacteria and grow. Okay. Right? Okay. So let's just run through the basic steps. And the, again, this is not detail. You can't use this podcast and go like just make some. I mean, you're going to have to go and, and look don't. at. No, <laughs> we're just trying to give you an idea. Right. Of just what an overview of what what happens. But. Luckily, uh, the resources that we'll talk about in the recipe of the week will give you uh, a resource to go and do this. Okay, so the basic steps, it's just a few steps. Make the tea base. So just you just brew regular black tea, and then you need to add a starter tea. So this is like a sourdough starter. So if you make sourdough bread, you'll know that you have to start the next batch from some of the the the, ye- the fermented yeast from the previous batch, right? So you always keep the starter. And uh, so this is similar. So the starter tea is either leftover kombucha from your previous batch, just like a bread starter, or you can use purchased uh, the store-bought kombucha that is unpasteurized and unflavored. So you don't want to be getting like the fruity ones um, to, for, to use as a starter. But if it's just plain, you can use it. And then the, the purpose of the starter is to make the liquid, the, the beginning tea, acidic to discourage unfriendly bacteria from growing during that first few days of fermentation, which is I thought was pretty interesting. And then you want to transfer to a glass jar and add... The mysterious SCOBY. <laughs> Where do you see this thing? It's going to freak you out. I'm gonna <laughs> Trust me. I know what freaks you out. It's going to Eyes on oh, potatoes freak you out. Yes. So this is going to freak you out. Eyes on potatoes and things in swarms overall just <laughs> freak me out. Just think of this as a swarm of bacteria. <laughs> it just gives me the heebie-jeebies. All right. But, uh, okay, so cover the mouth of the jar with uh, cheesecloth or, or coffee filters or paper t- per- Purple, to tra- purple, purple trowels, purple. <laughs> paper towels, uh, and, you know, secure it with a rubber band. And then you want to ferment for seven to 10 days at room temperature, 
out of direct sunlight and where it won't get, you know, jostled, moved around. And then you just want to check it periodically. Uh, after seven days, then you'll begin tasting. And, and you what just, am I looking for here? All right. You just want Not it to, to have. <laughs> right. Yeah. Taste it. Wait 24 hours. If you're still alive, taste it again. No, seriously, don't do that. Um, you just want it to have the right balance of sweetness and sourness or tartness for your taste. So for some people, it might be, uh, you know, on, on that seventh day, you might say, oh, this is awesome, you know, or it might take 10 days or, you know, just, but you you just taste it every day and you just pour a little bit into a glass. Don't take a swig from the, from the SCOBY filled thing, but just pour a little oh bit into God. a glass and, and kind of take a sip and see how you like it. And then uh, when you're done, I mean, when it's, when it's done to your liking, remove the SCOBY, bottle your finished kombucha, and then uh, you want to just uh, cover it in a bottle and let it sit for a few days to carbonate. Mm, okay. And then uh, refrigerate, and that's it. Ta-da! Ta-da! All right, let's uh, talk about some wisdom from our peas and carrots, some kombucha brewing wisdom, Ooh. that is. All right, so Joanne Thorley said, I'm just brewing my first ever homemade batch. Joanne said that she said she uh, finally got up the nerve to making <laughs> a homemade kombucha by reading the, let's see, I Love Fermented Foods Facebook page. So there's a good resource for you. Yeah, we'll put the, a link uh -huh. to that. And listening to, watching reading books about kombucha, the traditional cooking school website, which again, we will have a link. And she said, I searched for kombucha on this site and there are quite a few articles, which is a, I think that's and a And I'll link site, to right? that. It's, it's, the same. it's that traditional cooking school. And I'll link to the main website and then I'll also link to that search. I'll just, you know, search for kombucha and then link to the search results. And then so she it's said, easier. Okay. And then she said, um, an update after making three batches, it has actually been super easy. Tinkering about with uh, when to stop it, fermenting has been interesting. The first two batches tasted fine, but a little on the sour side. But the third batch, I stopped at exactly the right time. Yeah, I guess, I mean, it just probably takes a little bit uh -huh. of practice. Uh, and it ju it's just like the shop ones. Whoa. Uh, I'm now experimenting with adding flavors and doing a second ferment to eat, oh, to eat, to get ginger or raspberry flavored ones getting brave now uh -huh. uh, to try and tempt my kids to like it. I am really enjoying it and I wish I had done it sooner. It's so easy. That's uh -huh. good to know. That's really uh -huh. good to know because, you know, quite honestly, I trust, I know I was joking around a little bit earlier about dying, but, <laughs> but I, yeah, you're having surgery on Friday. Stop <laughs> saying dying, <laughs> but um, this is death by kombucha is what uh -huh. I was talking about here. Okay. But uh, it's good to hear though, because it, it, makes it less scary yeah. when somebody says it took them three times and they got what they were right. looking for. And I so didn't cool. die any of those three times. <laughs> I'm still here. All right. So, so Kevin asked, uh, if there's any alcohol taste and we were Kevin Hicks. mentioning, yes, Kevin Hicks. What up, Kevin? Kevin. Uh, so when we were mentioning that right earlier, Joanne said that the batch that she likes of those three, she said she faintly can taste a little bit of alcohol, taste but she said she called it a, like a suggestion of cider and um she she said it doesn't taste like an alcoholic drink so like a beer or wine or anything like that and uh, but she said it does have a faint whiff of alcohol and 
she said in the one that I fermented a bit longer and liked the taste less, there was no taste of alcohol whatsoever, but it was a bit too sour. Mm. Uh, yeah. And she said, it's certainly not enough alcohol taste to not give to my children. That's good. So Darcia Fortin said, I make my own. It's full of probiotics. Good for you. Good, good for your gut and your brain. There are plenty of good brands around. Don't know about the ones in the States though, but it is pretty easy to make and much cheaper. That's good. Oh, and when, I know what I was going to say earlier. You control the ingredients. That's again right. what I like mm-hmm. about it because inevitably you look at the labels of a lot of the store-bought brands and you're going to find a lot of preservatives and additives and things like that. I only use organic newt. <laughs> no, seriously, I don't use right. newt. I don't eat newts. We don't eat newts. All right, what is uh, Listener Zero, listener Danielle Freed, our very first listener, have to say about kombucha? Danielle, who is safe from the fires yes, in California, awesome by the way. Yes, awesome to hear. All right, so uh, Danielle said, it kind of freaks me out, honestly. Fermented things aren't my cup of tea. See what I did there? Uh, <laughs> actually, I just don't like for most fermented mother, uh, et cetera, things. I try, and she's not talking about fermented mothers, like like pickled moms, like <laughs> moms like with an the... alcohol problem. She's talking about the mother, like for vinegar, it's right. like the, the starter kind of thing. It's like the scoby. All right. Uh, I try everything once, but it just kind of freaks me out. I know it's a little irrational. I also can't bring it to work because of the slight possibility of it having alcohol. There is a new policy about it. That's I totally get that, though. Yeah. Again, with the eye of potatoes. I love potatoes. But if a potato in my house starts growing eyes, <laughs> I freak out. She does. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, and seriously. I love potatoes. I, and you, I know there's nothing bad with that. That's just a natural part of the potato. But I mean, know, it's just... You remember, in the Godfa- you know, remember in The Godfather when they, they put something in the, the guy's bed? When, oh, like it was a the, horse head. Yes, it, it was. Yeah, I didn't want to say it. But, oh. <laughs> um, well, you know, if you ever like, um, if you ever really, 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 really make me mad, mm-hmm. I'm going to go all like potato mafia on you. <laughs> and I'm going to put like eye, potatoes with eyes under your the I blankets. would freak out. I know. <laughs> and probably burn the bed. And then I totally YouTube it. All right. What so does Kelly, don't make Kaboom, me mad. Kelly Kaboom say? <laughs> all right. So Kelly Kaboom says, I have heard some hardcore vegans say that kombucha is not vegan and that they prefer kefir water. Not sure if I know where that comes from. Um, I, you know, I don't know. And Darcia obviously agrees with us because she said kombucha is made out of black tea, water, sugar, and a scoby, which is yeast and bacteria. Unless they add meat flavor to their kombucha, I don't see how it wouldn't be <laughs> vegan. And you know what? Huh, I, yeah. I think that's interesting. Unless, unless yeast isn't considered, I mean, I don't. bacteria are living. So I, are there? No. Are they considered animals? I don't know. Yeah, that's I, yeah, that's a tough one. That's and that's a little hardcore. I mean, that's really. I, yeah. I I think I don't know. That's like that's more that's hardcore really than honey. It. That's stretching it. Oh yeah, honey, I yeah. can see because yeah, it's, honey, a, it's I, made yeah, by bees. I'm not, but I'm not dissing that. This just, one is just kind of yeah, scratching the head. That's and kind if of along anyone, the lines. And there's anyone out there who knows why? Please let us know. I think that's kind of along the lines of um of um grass feels pain yeah uh, you yeah. know so i mean it's everyone's different but all right so lindahl Star- sergeant said uh, that she tried her first kombucha today but with uh 
when she posted on here, a ginger and turmeric flavor from her local Whole Foods. It was absolutely delicious, but very expensive. Yeah. She said 700, uh, $700, $7 for 500 $700 milliliters. $700 for five Ooh. milliliters. That, or fil- milliliters. That is expensive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she said that she was lucky though. My lovely sister-in-law bought it for me to help kick my cold. I could have had a lot more if it wasn't so pricey. And uh, yeah, Trish Contreras said, I don't know where you live, but the price varies. Whole food is very expensive here. Sprouts has it for $1.88 uh, this weekend. You also want to check ingredients for added sugar. So yeah, and I, I think it does depend on where you are. And I know that Whole Foods was recently acquired by Amazon and they've lowered a lot of their prices. So you might check again and see. And yes, guys, they have. They, I actually saw a couple of articles. Didn't we go afterwards mm-hmm. as well? We did. And uh, I can tell you, I mean, it's not drastic. It's not like our local grocer, but we don't always get everything we need at our local grocer Mm -hmm. either. So it was nice to see a little bit of a price reduction. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice. All right. Well, you know, I, and I hope this is, this is just, again, like, like, like we do on most things, just an overview, high level. um, Trying to demystify some of this stuff for you guys. And, and kind of, if you were kind of thinking about doing this, maybe this will push you one way or the other to try it. And of course, if you do try it, let us know because we would love to know how it works out. All right. So let me guess about the recipe of the week this week. I'm thinking kombucha. Mm, you may be right. I don't know. <laughs> it's uh, it's actually uh, two links from one of my favorite websites ever, The Kitchen. Um, that's K I T C H N.com, the kitchen. And we talk about it all. I talk about it all the time. And when we're talking about resources and recipes on here, they have amazing tutorials and recipes for all cooking stuff, anything kitchen, kitcheny. And, uh, but they do have an article of, uh, how to make kombucha tea at home. And then within that article is another link for actually how to make your own SCOBY. Now, SCOBY, you can actually order this thing on Amazon and you can order kits, um, you know, the whole kit. Uh, you can also like um, get SCOBY, uh, SCOBY from a friend or whatever. But this has a, that sounds kind of weird. Would you like to trade some SCOBY? <laughs> um, but anyway, this actually has hey, a... Halloween's just around the corner. How about putting some scoby? <laughs> if you want to see a really happy kid, oh, put some scoby in their bag. Oh no, 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 no! <laughs> it's a good thing this is almost over because I'm about to lose it. All right, so, um, but yeah, this does have an article on how to do that, and it actually looks pretty easy. Um, all right, but yeah, so I'll link to both of those in the recipe of the well. Marigold will link to them for me. Uh, our Thank you. virtual assistant. Yeah. Okay, so what product are we promoting today? Well, is it kombucha related? uh, It is. All right, so, you know, since we were just talking about starter kits and SCOBYs and all these things, you know, there are a lot of these kits available online. And Amazon, of course, is a great resource for everything. Uh, You know, Joanne who was saying that she's been refining her kombucha skills. She's in the UK and she said that she got her SCOBY from a website called happy kombucha. And now for those of you who are in the UK, this would probably be a good resource for you guys. Uh, You know, for us, maybe not so much for people who are not in the UK. Uh, But fortunately, you know, Amazon is everywhere on the moon and Jupiter and here and everything. So, um, 
what I'll do is I will link to a an Amazon search result page for kombucha kits uh, in the show notes. Now, because we've never made this, we can't recommend any one in particular. But what I like to do in that case is I, I live to read Amazon product reviews. You know, before I buy anything for us, I, I read, you know, the product reviews and I've never had a problem. You know, uh, they're pretty reliable. They are. And uh, I would also recommend if you're not already part of our peas and mm-hmm. carrots. I mean, these guys really, especially those that left comments that they brew their own. Mm-hmm. I would definitely ask if you're thinking about a particular kit to ask the group yeah. what they think about that. Yeah. And you guys, um, when you listen to this, if you do, if you do use a kit or if you started from a kit way back when, um, yeah, let us know which one. Yeah, you can do that by heading out to the show notes uh, at vegetarianzen.com forward slash 228. Mm-hmm. You can leave a comment there or you can head out to our Facebook page at on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash vegetarianzen or like I mentioned... Join the peas and carrots. <laughs> Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash vegetarian zen. Awesome. I don't think I could have rattled off all those links right now. And I, I'm not <laughs> even, late. I haven't even had anything to drink. We've been in estate sales most of the day. Yeah. And yeah, I'm yeah. just, I, I think the wine has kind of helped me oh, good. a little bit too. So, all right. All right. Question. Anything else? Oh, question. the question. Yes. Do right. you drink kombucha? If so, what is? Do you make your own, or mm-hmm. do you buy it from the store? And what's the brand? Again, mm-hmm. this just benefits the group when you share and what your thoughts are on on the uh, brand that you purchase or your experience with making it yourself. Yep. All right. I think that does it for our episode this week. Until next time. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.